We begin, unfortunately, with tragic news from the world of Tar Heel athletics as the UNC community mourns the death of Eric Montross, a national champion in basketball, a legend in the broadcasting booth, and by all accounts, an incredibly good and generous person in every way, passed away on Sunday after a year-long battle with cancer. He was only 52 years old. Tributes have been rolling in from across the community and across the state, celebrating Eric Montross, the player, Eric Montross, the broadcaster, Eric Montross, the philanthropist, Anthropist and Eric Montross, the person. 97.9 The Hills, Bright McConnell has more. Eric is just the finest person that I think I've ever met. That's how Jones Angel, the play-by-play announcer for the Tar Heel Sports Network, described Eric Montross earlier this year after Montross's cancer diagnosis. Angel said while his co-host was a great basketball player, he was an even better person. He is as generous as they come. His Father's Day camp has raised tens of millions of dollars for UNC hospitals. He always has time for people, and he always is thinking of someone else first. That basketball camp is a key example, as it is a linchpin in how Montross and his family gave back to the community. Over its existence, the camp has raised millions of dollars for the UNC Children's Hospital, and it started based on an experience Montross had as a Carolina student. He visited the hospital and its pediatric patients regularly as a player, and Montross was struck by an interaction with a 15-year-old who wished to see some changes made to the hospital. Keela Lyon, who works with the UNC Health Foundation, which is the benefactor of the Eric and Laura Montross Fund, said this. He met a young man named Jason Clark who made a real impression on him. When Eric went off to the NBA, he continued to remember his conversations with Jason and what an impact that young man had made on his life. And when Eric returned to Carolina, he decided to put himself out there for kids like Jason. Eric's really worked tirelessly for the Children's Hospital, and the things they've accomplished at the hospital have been pretty remarkable. One of the main projects Jason Clark requested remains dedicated in his memory, a teen lounge and game room, which gives young adult patients a place to socialize and relax at the hospital away from their everyday rooms. The Eric and Laura Montross Fund has also helped create several murals throughout the hospital, build a pediatric short-stay unit, and pay for different equipment upgrades. The fundraising also helps other local efforts battle cancer like the Be Loud Sophie Foundation, which helps care for young adults with the illness at UNC hospitals. North Carolina Attorney General Josh Stein, who is a Chapel Hill native, said he'll remember Montross's connection to that organization. He was a tremendous human being. I, I got to know him personally through his work with my friends Nicholas and Lucy Steiner and their Be Loud Sophie Foundation. And he was just an absolute gem of a human being. And my heart goes out to his family and the whole Tar Heel community. You can find many more memories shared by that Tar Heel community by visiting chapelboro.com. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. And visit Chapelboro for more comments and tributes to Eric Montross from the basketball world as well as across Chapel Hill and North Carolina. UNC's athletic department issued its own statement that summed it all up. Quote, Eric was a great player and accomplished student, but the impacts he made on our community went way beyond the basketball court. The number of people who loved Eric and were touched by him is immeasurable. Turning to our other top story this morning, the Orange County School Board met yesterday and unanimously signed off on the hire of a new superintendent, Dr. Danielle Jones, an NC State grad and an Air Force vet who currently serves as assistant superintendent for middle schools in Durham. She steps in to replace Monique Felder, who left the position back in August. Here's school board chair Ann Purcell. 
After meticulous review process that included applications from a diverse pool of 26 highly qualified candidates from nine different states and territories, the Board of Education enthusiastically chose Dr. Jones based on her extensive track record of success, her exemplary leadership, and her unwavering dedication to students and staff. The board is highly confident that Dr. Jones' vision and expertise will propel the district into new heights of achievement. Danielle Jones has been with Durham Public Schools since 2018. On her watch last year, half of Durham's middle schools placed in the top 20% for academic growth across the entire state. She is signed on through June of 2027 at a salary of $190,000 a year. Her first day on the job will be February 1st. The board will host a public reception for Jones at its meeting on January 8th. Now we turn to politics. As we head into the 2024 election cycle, one running question will be whether North Carolina Democrats can manage to pick up enough seats in the state House and Senate to break the GOP's veto-proof supermajority. It will be a challenge for Democrats, especially with new GOP-friendly district lines, but Democratic leaders say they're optimistic and not for the reasons you might expect. State House Minority Leader Robert Reeves recently told us Republican lawmakers have been facing a surprisingly strong backlash from their own voters over their efforts to legalize casinos in communities that didn't necessarily want them. That was the first time that there was something that actually caught fire in their communities because a lot of these communities are low information communities just because of the way they're built. You know, their their information that they get comes from national sources because of cable TV. They don't have a lot of local news sources. Uh, local newspapers are dying out. Uh, local shows are dying out. And so they don't know. This was a, an issue that actually you suddenly had people showing up at commissioner meetings. You had people showing up at city council meetings. I mean, I, I would make the argument that you have not seen locally the energy around any issue, which is pretty amazing when you think about it with abortion and everything else that hit. You've not seen that kind of energy around any other issue um, in this last biennium. I mean, th- that was the first time that I'd seen people show up and I'd, and I'd seen real consequences. Uh, there was just a poll last week that was looking at President Pro Tem in his own home district uh, being 30 points down to an undeclared candidate. And, and again, you know, who knows what ultimately happens. And, 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 and I'm not in that. I'm not a Republican, so I, I got nothing to do with it. But the point is, you never would have seen that without the casino issue. And State House Minority Leader Robert Reeves speaking there. Get the full conversation in the News on the Hill section of our website, chapelboro.com. And visit Chapelboro for more local news as well, including a story about a Carborough resident who just won a million dollars on a scratch-off lottery ticket. 617, your time. Tim now for sports. Brought to you this hour by All About Insurance. UNC men's basketball is slightly down and UNC women's basketball is slightly up in the national rankings this week. Carolina women up one spot to number 24 in the AP poll after rolling over Western Carolina on Friday. Carolina men down two spots to number 11 in the AP rankings and four spots to number 13 in the coaches poll after back-to-back close losses to top 15 teams. Both teams are in Charlotte this week for the Jumpman Invitational, both taking on Oklahoma. The women in action tonight with tip-off time at 9.30. We've got it all for you right here on 97.9 on The Hill with pregame coverage starting at 9. The men's game, by the way, is tomorrow night at 9. Another chance for the Tar Heels to score a signature win. The Sooners are up to number 7 in the AP rankings this week, still unbeaten at 10-0. 
In football, UNC just landed another incoming transfer for 2024, tight end Jake Johnson, who's been at Texas A&M for the last two years. His brother, quarterback Max Johnson, just transferred from A&M to UNC last month. Jake Johnson had 24 catches for 235 yards and four touchdowns with the Aggies last season. Over to lacrosse now, where four Tar Heel women who have been honored by Inside Lacrosse Magazine is among the top 50 players in the nation heading into 2024. Defender Brooklyn Walker-Welch made the top 10 at number 6, followed by number 11 Emily Knowles, number 42 Marissa White, and number 46 Riley Casey. Carolina season begins February 10th on the road at James Madison. In hockey, the Carolina Hurricanes are back in action tonight, looking to snap a two-game losing streak when they host the Golden Knights. Face-off time is 7 p.m. And finally, we'll return to today's top story, the passing of Tar Heel basketball legend Eric Montross at the age of just 52. Montross died Sunday after a battle with cancer, but he'd been fighting cancer for many years before, tirelessly working to raise funds for UNC hospitals and the Lineberger Cancer Center, hundreds of thousands of dollars in all. Montross was not able to attend UNC basketball's annual live-action tip-off event back in October, but he did record a powerful video message, not just for Tar Heel fans but for everyone. Here's part of what he had to say. Everyone knows someone who is being affected by cancer. Tonight, when you get home, or sometime over the weekend, give that person a call, shoot them a text. Touching base matters. We feel your support and it helps us get through what might be the toughest days we have ever endured. That's a powerful way to have a major impact in the fight against cancer. That's Eric Montross speaking there in October, and our condolences to his many, many friends and family. His legacy in Chapel Hill and far beyond will never be forgotten.